Hey, thanks for joining us on the No Limits Church podcast. Here at No Limits, we are dedicated to helping you live your best life. And it's a journey that we call pursuing limitless life in Jesus. And we're doing it all for one reason, so that our lives can impact the world. So wherever you're listening from, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered by this week's message. So it's Legacy Sunday. This is something that we're going to do every year. But guess what? This year is the first time ever that we've done a Legacy Sunday. The thing is, God's done amazing things for our church this past year. And um, I believe one of the best ways that we can honor God and celebrate what he's done is just to take one Sunday and look back at, at what God's done through us. Wouldn't you guys agree with that? This has nothing to do with what, with what we've done. This has everything to do with what God's done through us. So none of this today is bragging on us. All this today is bragging on God and what he's doing. Just like our core scripture says, it says, Now, O glory to God, who is able through his mighty power working within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. So aren't you grateful that you get to be a part of this? Aren't you, like, astounded that God would let his mighty power work on the inside of you? I, I know I'm astounded by that. So on the count of three, let's just give God the biggest shout of praise this morning to thank him for what he's doing in our life. So one, two, three. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Now, some of y'all are numbers people, right? And, and you want to know exactly where is my giving going? What's going on here at No Limits Church? I'm going to give you all that information today. And some of y'all aren't numbers people, so you're just kind of like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be bored to death today. Okay, it's about to. But don't worry, I'm not going to bore you. I'm not going to overdo the numbers. I'm going to share some stories too. It's going to be a great time. But when it comes to leaving a legacy as a church, you can actually break it down into three different categories. And here's the first one. It's our church. Because everything we do here at No Limits is is making an eternal difference in the lives of those people that we come in contact with. And there's four primary ways that we do that, which I'm going to get into later. But here's the next category, and that's local outreach. Because if all we cared about was our church, we'd miss out on a lot of opportunities to make a difference in our community. So that's why we're intentional about getting outside of these walls. And the primary way that we do that is by partnering with other ministries here in our community. Because I hope that you'd agree that it really doesn't make sense for us to start our own outreach whenever there's an outreach that already exists here in our community that we can just kind of like partner up with and hold their hand and, and, and help them fulfill their mission. Would you guys agree with that? So that's what we do. Um, and right now we support two local outreaches, which I'm going to tell you about a little bit later. But here's the third category, and that's international missions. Because we don't just want to reach our church and our community, but we want to go into all the world, just as Jesus commanded us to do. And for that reason, we're intentional about supporting those outside of this country who most of us will never come in contact with because we believe that every life matters, not just those here in America. So that's why we're intentional about that. And currently, we support two ministries outside of this country, and that's Mexico and the Philippines. Speaking of, I want to invite our Mexico leader, Coonrod, John Curry, up here to the stage because he's going to give us a recap at what happened in Mexico this past year. So take it away, good sir. Buenos dias, Iglesia. ¿Cómo estás? Yeah, what he said. Uh, so I'm, I'm John. Uh, everybody else knows me as Coonrod, and I'm going to ignore that clock. I'm just teasing. Um, I've only got five minutes to summarize everything God's done, and I'm not going to be able to do it justice. So I'm just going to hit the high points. But um, I get the honor and the privilege to go with my wife and my children to uh, Mexico, and I don't even know why I'm starting to tear up now, but um, I've, I've been four times now, and I love it down there. Uh, ben and Deanna, Elliot, and their three children, Shalom, Odessa, and Nehemiah, they're godsend. They've been going to, uh, it's not just across the border. We're talking a 12-hour drive south of the border into town or a state called Zacatecas, and they live in Jerez, 
and they've been touching lives of thousands of people uh, for what 13, 14 years um, and more. They're, they have no plans of stopping. That's where they're called. So I reached out to Ben and I said, okay, since No Limits has been coming to Mexico with you guys for the past four years, give me your best guess. How many salvations, how many healings, how many lives touched? And uh, the ones that he can confirm is about, we're looking at 100 plus salvations in the past four years. Yeah, give God a hand for that. When he does this, when he goes, and it's not just one town that he goes into. There's these surrounding villages, Sinaguites, uh, Palmas Altas, Mesa de Palmita, Buena Vista. Um, he has his own plant church in Jerez. Um, man, uh, Plan de Carillo. I, I mean, there's numerous ones, and there's more than I, ones I can remember. There is literally at least a dozen places that he has been blessed and have, have brought people to know the Lord. When he goes there, he doesn't just say, okay, you're saved to be free. He, he, he makes disciples out of them. He gives them Bibles. He gets needs. He, he teaches them about healings, prays over them. There's been, by his numbers, um, 15 or 20 healings just this year alone. Literal, confirmed, like these people have never felt the pain ever again in their bodies. So, I mean, praise God for all of that stuff. Um, just this year alone, we went back in June we took nine people with us. Um, we stayed for 12 days. We'll never do 12 days ever again. That was It was great. Don't get me wrong. It was We had a blast, but you do so much while you're down there. We lost track of time. We lost track of days. I think we wore out Ben, um, keeping him busy, which is quite the feat because he will keep you busy. But we got an opportunity one day to go out and evangelize on the streets, door knocking, like catching people in the middle of the day when they're supposed to be taking a nap and waking them out of bed and asking them if they have Jesus in their heart. And um, I remember I got mad at Ben because he, uh, he split us up in teams. He took Sandy and Mason um, and a couple others, and they went on one side of the street, and he said, all right, Coonrod, you grab these people and you go down this other side of the street. And I don't know a whole lot of Spanish, y'all. Like I, I can speak enough to order my food, to get through the border, get my visa, and order more food, and then, <laughs> so, like, I'm going down the street, and I'm, I'm looking at these people, and they're looking at me like, all right, gringo, what you got to say, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, God, help me, Jesus, Lord, and then words just started flowing, and we, on our side of the street, we got to see three people actually confess Jesus as their Savior, um, and, and, and it was just a blessing, because I, I was saying words I didn't know I knew. So I give God the credit for that because I, I couldn't have done it myself. Um, and then Sandy and, and Ben and Mason on the other side, they got to really hit this one home and this one store and bless these two families just immensely. Um, I want to go through the pictures that I've got up here real quick just so you guys can see. This is uh, their, their church that they have inside uh, where they, their stage is. It's a lot like ours. They were doing a play um, near Christmas time. No, that wasn't Christmas. That was a vacation Bible school. And then Ben just got back. He's taking a bunch of um, shoes down from one of his uh, home churches in Stillwater, and they donated a ton of shoes. He had a minivan just full of trash bags and shoes, and these are the people that are in that area around that church that got to come get those. 
And I want to spend some time on this picture right here. So in where they are, they are so far deep into Mexico, when they get saved, then you have to get baptized, right? We talk about that. Like it's not a requirement, but it's an outward confession of an inward faith. Well, because they're so Catholic um, in, in their religion, that when you do it, they excommunicate you from the family. You're literally out of the will. You're done. And these people, these are photos of people that actually made that step in faith to go get baptized. And so that's huge for them. Like their families have kicked them out. There's pictures of more shoes there. And then just some praise and worship that they got to do at another place. Um, ben does everything. He sings, he preaches, he, he makes disciples. So my time's up. But uh, God's moving in Mexico. And if you're you just, you just got to keep praying for them. So thank you. Thank you, sir. That's awesome. Now, next up is one of the local ministries that we support. Here's the Pregnancy Resource Center of Owasso. And what they do there is they su- support women who are facing unplanned pregnancy, and they help them to choose life for their child rather than abortion, which is so awesome, something we believe in. And it doesn't stop there. They even support the families along the way. They, they teach them how to raise a child. They mentor them. That they're there to help them and provide emotional support. It's an incredible ministry. They also give them uh, supplies that they need, like baby clothes and diapers, and, and it just kind of goes on and on and on, and those women are really blessed. And we run a baby bottle drive each year to help raise funds for their operation, and this past year, we were able to raise just over $1,000 for them to send their way. One of the best ways that I can show you what this money accomplishes is to actually show you a video of a story from one of the women that has been through that ministry, so go ahead and take a look at the screen. Three weeks after our honeymoon, we found out we were pregnant unexpectedly. We joined the PRC at the suggestion of my mother-in-law, who's a volunteer here. At the time, we just did it to earn some points for free stuff. Little did we know, our lives would literally fall apart and the PRC was there through all of it. We went on our honeymoon and it was a lot of fun, but I came back and three weeks later I took a test and I was pregnant. Everybody was shocked. They were like, I can't believe this. You didn't have time to figure things out. And we were in an okay-ish place at the time. My husband had a stable job. My job was okay. Overall, the pregnancy was just okay. It wasn't bad. It wasn't great. I had some mood highs and lows. There were some things that happened toward the end of the pregnancy that became more challenging. I went and lay down and take a nap because I was eight months pregnant. And my dad went and laid down because I felt like he needed to go to the hospital. But he said, no, I'll wait till after dialysis because he had kidney failure. And my brother calls me and says, hey, dad's not answering his phone. Will you go check on him? And I went and checked on him. My dad was gone. My dad had been my support system through being a single mom, through going to college, through all that. Things weren't perfect, things weren't easy, but he is who had the answers and he is who I relied on in times of distress. And all of a sudden, I didn't have that anymore. And it just, it changed everything. It changed how we were gonna pay our bills because he helped pay part of our bills. It just, everything changed in that moment. And I didn't know what was next. And so I go and I have the C-section, which I'm awake for. I know everything that's supposed to come, but they could not get me open. 
the doctor had to call more people in there and they were literally pulling and pushing on me and then the anesthesiologist told me to shut up and let them do their job because I was like, is my baby okay? Is my baby okay? My baby came out, his name is Brandon. He was nine pounds, 12 ounces. He was not breathing. He was blue. My husband at that point was freaking out, but they got him to breathe and I heard a little squawk before they took him off and I got to peek at him. That was all I got. And then the nurse comes in and starts pushing and pulling on me and I swear I would have let God take me then. It was the worst pain I'd experienced in my entire life. Not during the C-section, after, when she was pushing on me. They should have known there was a problem then, but they didn't. They said it's normal after C-section to feel better. That's all I got. So I take him home, my mother-in-law staying with me. So by I think day four of that, close to, I had a fever of 104 degrees. And I was shivering and shaking, and this went on for about two days. And finally, my mother-in-law was like, you need to go to the emergency room. Doctor told me I was dying. Doctor told me I had sepsis. The doctor told me if I had not come in, I would have been dead probably within 24 hours. It was a lot. Luckily, I, Brandon was not allowed to be at the hospital with me while I was there the second time. So luckily, my mother-in-law took care of him. But can you imagine how hard that was for a new mom? not being able to have your baby the second week of its life because you were sick yourself. It was, it was awful. The PRC stepped in, Brenda, the director, stepped in. They got us meals, they took care of us. I got lots of encouraging cards. My mentor at the time sent me some gifts. She got a bassinet for my baby, which she didn't have to do, but she did uh, just to help ease that process. The PRC was a place that we could go and say, hey, we need this because we're struggling. And they even just offered somewhere to talk. Like we never felt alone because we had the PRC. And that would have been really easy for me to feel alone because both my parents were gone. I wouldn't know what to do without them because it took a long time for me to feel better. And to be truly honest, I'm just now figuring out who I am again after and I wouldn't know what to do without the PRC because you need a sense of community when you're going through hard things. And nobody expected, when this started, I thought we were okay. We were just going with the program because somebody suggested that we did. I did not know I was gonna get, develop some lifelong friendships, and I did not know that I was gonna have all the support that I needed. And what all of this has taught me is one, you can't do things alone. You have to have community wherever you can find it. Whether your family's small, whether your family's disconnected, whether you feel alone, whether you feel supported, you cannot do things alone. It truly does take a village and people to rely on and count on when you need it the most because you never know when that's going to be. And if you find yourself unexpectedly pregnant, it's happened to me twice. One, I was not married the first time. Two, the second time I was married, but we were not ready to have another baby. Every child is a blessing. Every child is a gift from God, even though it looks like it may have come from a mistake. God put life inside of you for a purpose. 
whether the circumstances were correct or not. Amen. What a testimony. Wow. Well, my name is Mark Allen Young. Those of you who don't know me, I'm the founder of this church several years ago. How long has it been? 14, 15. No, it's been longer than that. <laughs> several years ago. Um, before, I, before we started this church, um, I was traveling back and forth to the Philippines. First time I went was with a missionary. Uh, I helped her get over there. She was in her 70s at the time, and so she asked me to go with her. And so I, I went, and I had no idea what was, what was getting ready to happen. And she, I was actually staying in a treehouse for a week. Treehouse had a bathroom and everything in it. It was awesome. It was right over the ocean. And I was sitting in the treehouse just bawling one night because I missed Gina so much. I'm such a baby. I'm such a homebody. I'm just bawling. I, on the floor, bawling. And I came down that morning, and the missionary that I was with said, you see that island over there? I said, yeah. She said, we'll never be able to go there. That's a witchcraft island. If you end up on the beach on that island, they will kill you before you get off the beach. I said, wow, well, that was about 16 years ago. Well, Gene and I are getting ready to go to that island in January. It is a witchcraft island, and they, they've opened the island up to Christianity. We have just built one of the first Christian churches on that island. Some of you are saying, how can we do that? How can we do that? Well, over there, the dollar is 54 to 1 peso right now. So I can build a church for about $13,000. I want to show you some things that are going on because that church is almost done. Do I just press the... Huh? Space bar. Hey, got it. I didn't push anything. It just came up. See, when I made fun of... When you guys just love when I messed up. You made fun of me all the time. For years. This church has been built out of block because, of course, it's right on the sea, right on the ocean. And these are some pictures that you can see. They're almost done with it. And you're saying, wow, that's a church. Yeah, that is a church. This is an awesome church because it's actually built out of concrete, not NEPA and grass and stuff like that. I think I got... I did exactly what you told me to do. <laughs> Here is the pastor that... Um, is actually contracting this church. He has another church on the other island where I was the first time when I looked over this island. He is actually contracting this church for me. We've been sending money. Cade's been, Cade sends it to him, and he gets a little bit of the church done at a time. They have just met for the first time in that church this week. Yeah. How much does it cost to build a church over there? Twelve, thirteen thousand dollars I expect to build one a year from now on. At least one a year from now on. Because we have already affected 17 families on an island of witchcraft. 15 people have been born again since we started building this church. You can't tell me that God doesn't work 15,000 miles away. This will be my 16th trip. 16th, Gina's probably 14th, 15th, we don't know anymore. I was 41 when I started, I'm 56 now. 
I know so many people over there, but the most important thing is, is that we go over there and we see people change. We see people born again. And what better place to put your money than in somewhere where you know lives are being changed. Amen? Is my five minutes up yet? How do I, what? Oh, she's got a thing up here that shows me how much time I got. I got 57 seconds. Guys, when we leave in January, we'll be gone for about three weeks. I expect you to pray for us. But let me tell you, God's got his hand on the whole thing. We're ready to go. We're going to be dedicating the church when we're gone. One last story. I got 40 seconds. He just, the pastor just messaged me this morning. He said, Mark, take a look at this picture. He sent me a picture of a guy strumming the guitar. I said, who's this guy? He said, he's a killer for hire. I said, he's a what? He's a killer for hire. He just got saved. He was a killer for hire for a drug lord on Mindanao, the big island. He just got saved. He's given his life to the Lord. And now all he wants to do is live for Jesus. So, once more, what better way to invest than in God's kingdom? Amen. 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 I'm done and right on time, Kate. Thank you, thank you. That's so awesome. And for those of you who are wondering, like, what's the deal with the time? I told them about eight times. I was like, you all got five minutes, and that's it, because we got nursery workers, and we love our nursery workers. And every minute that you go over is an hour to them. So we keep that in mind. <laughs> and my dad knows that better than anybody, because he was in nursery last month. So that was my dad, by the way, that was up here talking about the Philippines. All right, another local ministry we support is Don't Look Back Prison Ministry because the Bible is really clear that we should never forget those who are in prison and that we should support them. And that's why we're intentional by sending $500 every month to Don't Look Back to help support what they're doing. So I want you to take a look at the screen because uh, this will show you exactly what they do through Don't Look Back. Don't Look Back was created with the desire to go in and do evangelism plus discipleship to get these guys beyond uh, just an emotional experience into a life of change. And so don't look back, Philippians 3.13 uh, says that Paul made the statement, he goes, there's one thing I don't do, I don't go back there. I don't look at the past, I don't look at the things I've been through, I look at the future. And so with don't look back, our desire is, is that we get gentlemen to a place where they no longer are walking in shame due to their past, but they begin to walk free due to what's happened in them. When I got out of prison for the third time, it wasn't me doing anything. It was people coming up beside me. And when I, when I gave my life to Jesus, people came up beside me and they picked me up and they carried me. I couldn't have done it on my own. I looked at then I thought I was doing it on my own, but it was actually, it was people coming up and helping me go this way, do this, don't do that. And I was able to hear that. And as I heard that, and as people build me up, and as they lifted me up, and as they showed me the right way, I mean, I had people showing me how to put fork on a plate on a, on a table. I had no idea how to do that. And that goes back to the mentality of shame. If a person's walking in shame, they're always gonna make a bad decision. And so I learned how to make right decisions as I got the shame off of me, as I got the thoughts of I'm no good, as I got all those things off of me, I began making right decisions. And the whole thing about don't look back is to help men make good, right decisions. And so I thank you. I thank you all for coming. I thank you all for being a part of this. And I ask that in all that you do, that your prayers continue to be for those 
that are trying it. They're gonna to try to make it through Don't Look Back. Thank you. Amen, let's, yeah. Yo, I'm down here like getting emotional because watching all these, whoa, almost lost it. Watching all these stories of like the outreach that's going on, I didn't even plan to do this, so I better hurry because it's not in the time. But Beth and I, a few months ago, Beth and I bought a house to open as a sober living house here in Owasso because it's something that God put on our hearts to do. And it's, it's been a challenge like, to, to get that going. And uh, this past week, we had a ministry from First Church here in Owasso uh, have their women's group. 20 women showed up to the house. They decorated the house for Christmas. They brought about 20 gifts for each resident that came into our house, clothes and shoes and, and all this awesome stuff. They loaded the kitchen up with pantry items and they brought lasagnas and like just the way God brings like different organizations together and like all these different ministries that we get to support, the Pregnancy Resource Center, the Philippines. Like it's so awesome when you open your heart to, to not like, I don't have to be the one that does this. Like I can support these other ministries. Like, it's just incredible how when we open our lives and we open our hearts to what God really wants to do, he blows our minds, like, with the incredible things that he can do with us together. It's not just No Limits Church. Like, it's everybody working together to accomplish this mission. It's so awesome. So we've talked a lot about how we're reaching outside of these walls through local outreach and international missions. So now let's talk about what's going on right here at No Limits Church, because everything we do here is making an eternal difference in the lives of those we come in contact with. And like I said, there's four primary ways we do this, and here's the first one. That's our Sunday services. This right here is how we help people know God. We're talking about leading people to Jesus for the first time, and we're even talking about you leaving out of here knowing God more today than you knew him yesterday. That's what it's all about. And here's some stats. All these stats are from January to November of this year that I'm going to share today. Um, You total up all the attendance, and we had 1,983 adults attend. 1,268 kids. I told you all we have a lot of kids. So our average weekly attendance is 69. Another 1,049 people listened online that don't even go to this church. And then we had 18 first-time guests last month. Yeah, you can give God a hand for that. And the reason that last one is so significant to me is because I've been telling you all for about a year now that God is preparing the ground and he's preparing our hearts and he's bringing us together in unity to release us into the amazing thing that he's called this church to do. And you guys may remember like about a year and a half ago, Beth got up here and she shared a prophecy about slingshot and how, you know, we're kind of in this pullback phase and then God's just going to launch us into what he's called us to do. So like, we're like at the launching point. Like a lot of us can feel that in the room, feel it in the spirit. And like what happened last month with 18 first-time guests showing up to our church is incredible. And God's just putting stuff across my plate. Like we ran some Facebook ads last week and he's just like helping me like with, because there's practical things that need to happen for us to grow. Like we can't just sit here and be like, well, we hope people come. So my prayer always is God lead me in these practical things and and these strategies that you want us to use to reach people. So he's doing that and it's incredible. But here's the next thing of the four, and this is small groups. And small groups is how we help people find freedom. Because in order to find freedom and stay in freedom, you need close relationships with people here at church to help you along that path. Small groups, as you know them today, they actually didn't start until this past February. But you know what? To me, it feels like they've been a part of our church all this time. And I believe that's a testament to their success. So here's some stats for 2019 for our small groups. We had 13 different groups throughout the year, 941 in total attendance, and 29 was our average weekly attendance for the weeks that we had small groups. Really awesome for our first year, really like digging into small groups. Um, I want to have Michelle come up. You remember? 
I forgot to remind you. She, I wanted her to just share kind of like what's happened in her small group this past semester because it's been incredible. No better way to know the power of small groups than to hear this. Yeah. And what better small group than Freedom? <laughs> Which it will be available twice a year. So the longer semesters, um, we're keeping it because it's obviously amazing. And it came at the most perfect time in my life. And I... Real quick, I'm sorry, but I want to thank everyone in my church for your prayers this past week. So um, so the verse that Freedom Group is really based on is uh, John 8, 32, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. So uh, don't look back. He said it, you know, perfectly. You get that shame off you, and um, it's perfect. God does not condemn you. He convicts you. So if you feel condemnation, it's not from God. It's from the devil. And he convicts you. So he gives you a way out of that. And I love that in this, um, this group. Um, it doesn't, it's not about if you have um, addictions from anything. It's spiritual freedom. So don't feel like you don't have anything you're addicted to or you have something to get off. I promise you. We had, well, take Beth, for instance. I'm sorry. <laughs> So I don't feel like she has anything to break free from, but she came to <laughs> she came to the class, and you know it was amazing how she was like this really spoke to me, you know. And so it it even says in there it's um, take a step toward truth about God, about faith, and about yourself. So it's taking that next step, and it does challenge you. Don't let that you know scare you. It's empowering. So um, I just please if you guys want. I love, we got closer to God, we got that closer relationship, but you get the closer relationships through the people in the group, and I really love that. I mean, it stinks that it ends, but it's, it's great that you get to move forward from that and see the people's lives changed. So. Thank you, Michelle. So small groups runs in semesters, so this uh, fall semester ends, it ended last week, we had our last small group, but it'll kick off again in January, so... I know so after that 13-week semester, like small groups, like it's a commitment because you go every night, so you may have felt a, little, felt a little weary at the end of it. And if you did, hey, don't feel bad. We all had those feelings. But by the time we get into uh, January, when it's time to start again, we're all going to be like, when's small groups coming? <laughs> all right, here's the next one, and that's growth track. And this is how we help people discover their purpose because the thing is God cr- decided something for you to do before he even created you. Did you guys know that? Super cool. So growth growth track is how we help you figure out what that is. Um, I believe this is something that's been missing in our church for the last 11 years. Yeah, we're 11 years old, even though my dad thinks it was 14. We're going to celebrate our 12-year anniversary in March. But I believe it's something that's missing, and we didn't know it was missing. Like, and then God put it across our path, and it's. I feel like our, it's just you know all coming into completion. It brought the full circle. But it just started this past October. We kicked off Growth Track for the very first time, and here's what's happened so far. We've had 18 people graduate Growth Track already, and there's another 18 people out there that just have one or two classes to figure up or to finish up before they can graduate because it's a four-step process. You go through each step once, and you can hit them in different months if you need to. But if you're one of the 18 that have graduated Growth Track, go ahead and stand up for me. Let's give these guys a hand. Thank you, guys. You can go ahead and sit down. Appreciate that. If you're wondering if you should go through Growth Track or not, the answer is yes, you should go through Growth Track. And, the, you know, the reason is it's a painless way to discover your purpose. Even if you feel like you have a good idea of what that is, it'll, it'll help you refine and maybe give you some confirmation on what that is. And the cool thing about it is you don't get home any later than you would if you went out to eat after church. 
Because growth track happens in the time that you'd be waiting for your food at a restaurant, and then we feed you afterwards, and then you get to go home. I get home at the same time that I would have if I went to Mazio's afterwards. Super cool. Low pressure. It's, it's very helpful. So every Sunday it happens. And there's child care. That's right. It happens every Sunday here at 12.30 p.m. right after church here in the auditorium. You can jump in any time. You don't have to complete all the steps in one month. You can do it at your pace. And you can go through multiple, the steps multiple times if you need to. And then here's the, here's the last one. That's the dream team. And the dream team is how we help people make a difference. These are all our teams here at church that make Sunday services, small groups, and growth track happen. That's the dream team. They're making all that happen. So it's like how it all comes full circle, right? Um, we currently have 30 people actively serving on the dream team every week. Isn't that incredible? We're talking about our teachers and our kids' classes. We're talking about the person who made you coffee today, the people who are greeting you at the door, our small group leaders, the worship team up here, and the people who are going to clean up after us today. Incredible. The dream team. And everything we do through the dream team is making an eternal difference in the lives of others because everything we do here at No Limits is to help people know God, find freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. So if you're not yet on the dream team and you're like, well, that sounds fun. I want to be part of the dream team. Well, the way you do that is to go through growth track. And the reason is we want you on the right team. And you find that out through growth track. All right, let's wrap up by giving you some financial stats. This is for all my numbers people out there. You know who you are. Anybody a numbers person or is it just me? Oh, you are. Awesome. All right, here we go. $114,000, your total generosity so far this year from January to November. That's incredible. Another $22,500 has come in through the event center. This is our first year ever to do the event center. And so it brought another $22,000 into our hands that we could use for outreach and missions. That is incredible. So we've sent $9,085 to local outreach. That's what we've given as a church. $27,000 to international missions. That's what we've given as a church. So that means that 26% of our total income has went outside of these doors to help other ministries. You guys, we get to be a part of this. Like, we get to be a part of the infinite work that God is doing through No Limits Church. And what he's going to do in the future, what he's going to do next year, like, I can't even imagine. It's going to blow our minds. But today, it's about celebrating this past year. So take a look at this list of accomplishments in 2019. In January, we had our first ever 21 days of prayer, if you guys remember that. So powerful. In February, we kicked off small groups for the very first time. And then in June, we had a second semester of small groups. In August, we had another 21 days of prayer. September was our third semester of small groups. And then in October, we kicked off growth track. We've been running and going, and, and, make, and it's been awesome. <laughs> Made a lot of progress. But let's end today by reading something that Jesus said to help us understand why our generosity, why, why making a difference is so important. And it's found in Matthew 25, 34. It says, the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I was a stranger and you invited me into your home. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you cared for me. I was in prison and you visited me. So on the surface, like this it seems like the purpose of this scripture is like to give us ideas for outreach, right? Like this, these are the things that we're supposed to be doing. And I think that's great. These are all great things to do. I think we'd all agree that. But I don't think that's what Jesus was trying to say to us at all. And let me highlight some words to show you what I mean. This is Jesus talking here. And he says, I was hungry. I was thirsty. I was a stranger. I was naked. I was sick. I was in prison. Now, that's a little perplexing to me. Like, how could the king of the world, like Jesus... Like, how could, that, how could that be him? How could he have all those problems? And apparently, we're not like the only ones wondering that. Like, what, what are you saying, Jesus? Because the very next scripture says, Lord, 
This is a response to Jesus. Lord, when did we ever see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink or a stranger and show you hospitality or naked and give you clothing? When did we ever see you in prison and visit you? Like, when did that ever happen? So what's Jesus saying here? Does he really need our help? Like, does he really need us to feed him and clothe him and visit him? Let me ask you this. What's one of the best ways that you can show somebody who has it all that you care about him? We're talking about somebody who has, like, more than they need. They're stable. They're enjoying life. How do you show somebody like that that you appreciate them? You love the people that they love. Like you love on their kids. You help them with their, their aging parents. And I can't even express like how much joy I feel whenever I see somebody else, another adult, take time out of their life to invest in my children. And every parent in the room knows that. You just kind of look at them. You're like, wow, they didn't have to do that. And raising kids is hard. And that's exactly why Jesus says this. I tell you the truth. When you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were doing it to me. So being generous with our time and being generous with our resources, that's how we honor Jesus. And that's how we show him that we appreciate him. He doesn't need our stuff. He doesn't. But we can sure use our stuff to love on the people that he loves. And that's how we leave a legacy. And I actually want you guys to consider this year to leave your first ever legacy offering. That's not something I want you to do today. Like, please don't do it today. Because we've talked a lot about being intentional about your giving. So go home, think about it, pray about it, talk with your spouse about it. And Beth and I have actually been talking about it this past year. I mean, this past week, not this past year. Because, you know, I get the, I've been preparing this message all week, so I get a little head start from you guys. <laughs> but we haven't, we haven't like made our final decision. That's what we're going to do this week on what our legacy offering is going to be. We have an idea of what we want it to be, but we just need to finalize that. But once you decide, you can give it online anytime, and you can give it to any category that you want to. If you're like, I want my legacy offering to go to the church, like you give it to tithe and offering. If you want it to go to local outreach, you have that option online. If you want it to go to international missions, then send it to international. Like, this is your giving strategy. This is your legacy offering. So put it wherever you want it to go. Or if you want to give it, you know, in church here on Sunday, you can bring it next week or whenever. But this isn't something that you have to do. You don't have to do it. This is something I just want you to think about. Like, pray about it. And by golly, talk with your spouse about it if you're married. Don't go make a decision without them. But all this talk about generosity the past four weeks has actually inspired something in me, and it's just gotten me excited about making an eternal difference in the lives of others. I don't know about you guys, but the series that we just got out of, like it's, I've always like loved generosity and being generous, but it, like something clicked on the inside of me about the making an eternal difference. Because I've always like make a difference, like I get that, but adding that one word in there, like how can I make an eternal difference? Like I've been thinking more deeply about my generosity. Like how can I do this and make an eternal difference with my generosity? But like I said, don't do this today. Don't, don't give a legacy offering today. This is something that I want you to think about and I want you to be intentional. And if, it, if it's not in the cards for you, that's cool. Like nobody's going to know. This is just between you. It's just your decision. So let's pray for wisdom right now as we, as we go through our week and, and decide what we're going to do for our legacy offering. So God, we come to you this morning and we thank you that you're, you've inspired in us a, a, a heart of generosity. Lord, we thank you that you're taking what we're doing here at No Limits Church and you're you're doing such amazing things with it. Like the impact that it's made is just, it blows my mind. Some people may look and be like, you know, that's a small church. How can they make a difference? And then here we are, we're making a difference because we're doing what you've called us to do. And Lord, we just want to thank you right now for what you're doing in us and what you're doing through us and that your mighty power is working in us to accomplish infinitely more. 
that we might ask or think. And Lord, as we consider you know, a legacy offering this year, I ask that you lead us and guide us because we know that your, your, your burden is easy and, and you're not going to ask us to do anything that's going to cause us to be financially strapped or anything like that. But we know that you'll, you'll lead us and guide us into exactly what, what you've called us to do that'll go out and make a difference. We thank you for that, Jesus. And go ahead and just keep your eyes closed. Like maybe you're here today and all this talk about making an eternal difference, like it's kind of tugging on your heart. The problem is like, you're not sure if you're going to spend eternity in heaven. Well, the good news is you can get that taken care of today. Salvation is as simply as believing that Jesus, he sacrificed his life to save yours. And when he rose again, he, he brought you to new life as well. You can't earn that. There's no amount of good that you can do to earn that. It's all Jesus, and it's a gift from him. And all you have to do is recognize it, receive the gift of new life in Jesus. And you know what? When you give your life to Jesus, you immediately transition your eternity from hell to heaven. It's immediate. So maybe you've done that in the past, and you're wondering, am I really saved? Yes, you are. When you recognize Jesus as your Savior, it's immediate. It happens. But then there's this journey that you go on with Jesus to your best life. It doesn't happen overnight. Heaven happens overnight. But then there's a journey. And we're here to walk through that journey with you. So no one's looking around. This is just between you and Jesus. If this is you, if you're like, I'm giving my life to Jesus today, go ahead and just lift your hand up real quick just to solidify this decision in your heart. Lift your hand up. Awesome. We thank you. And church, let's join them with this and saying this prayer together. Repeat this after me. Jesus, I've been living without you, and I don't want to do that anymore. I've done a lot of things wrong, and I need your forgiveness. I accept your love and your grace for me, and I ask that you would be my Lord. Thank you for making me new. Thank you for washing away my past. I give my life to you. Help me to walk out your plan for my life. Lord, we thank you for making us new, and, and, and we just thank you for renewing our hearts and renewing our minds and walking with us every step of the way. We love you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. amen. And hey, if you gave your life to Jesus for the first time today, the best next step for you is water baptism, just like Coonrod was talking about earlier. The decision you make in your heart, that's private. That's, that's just between you and Jesus, but then there's a time to make it public, and that's what water baptism is all about. If you want to learn more about water baptism, head to our website at nolimits.church and hit that next steps tab. You'll learn all about baptism, and that's where you can let us know, hey, I'm ready to be water baptized, and we'll get that scheduled for you. All right. We've talked a lot the past couple of weeks about how we should be looking for opportunities to use our resources to make an internal difference in the lives of others. Talk is cheap, but now it's time to put it into action. So I had these cards made up that say, something extra to show that God loves you. And on the back it says, and so do we, in our website at the bottom of that. Um, This card is going to equip you to use acts of kindness to make an eternal difference in the lives of others. Because I don't know about you, but I'm like, okay, I know how to do an act of kindness, but how do do I take that and make an eternal difference? Well, you leave this card with them. And then they know that the whole reason you did that is because God loves them. That's what this is all about. So I also have these cards made up that have uh, 14 different ways that you can use these cards, 14 different acts of kindness. For example, you could take someone's grocery cart to the corral for them, like they're loading up their groceries in the back of their car. You're like, hey, I'll take that for you. And I want, you to let, I want to let you know that like, this is because God loves you that I want to do this for you. Or you could be like in the drive-thru and pay for the person behind you, and then you leave the card with them. You say, hey, will you give this to the car behind me and just let them know that I did that because God loves them. Super awesome. There's so many different ways that you can do that. Some of them cost money. Some of them don't. In other words, guess what? We all can do it. There's no excuses. Um, and I've actually 
since I'm the one who made these cards, I got advance in advance of them. And I've been using them already because I was so excited about them. And I, Beth and I pulled out a certain amount of money that we're going to use for acts of kindness. And I've almost spent all of mine in, in just one day because I was so excited about it. <laughs> got to leave a big tip for a waiter. And then I got to go visit some people that, and, and give them a Christmas gift. And every time they cried, you know, and it's just... It was actually in our men's small group. We, we gave one of these with a, a nice tip, and she walked over to the little register thing, and she was just wiping the tears. And It's just so awesome to, to, to do this stuff. You guys are going to have so much fun. I'm like, babe, we need to be millionaires because I would pull out a million dollars right now and just keep going and doing this. Like, It's just so much fun. So on your way out today, you'll find these in the lobby. I want you to take five cards for this week and also one of these sheets that tells you what to do. Uh, Don't leave today without them because we all need to do this together. Let's get out there and make a difference. We can do this. And if you came prepared to give today, here's how you do it. If you're giving by cash or check, just raise your hand, and we have one of our ushers will bring you an offering envelope. If you're giving with a debit or credit card, you can use the instructions on the screen. Or if you're listening online right now, just head to nolimits.fyi and hit the giving button, and that'll get you where you need to go. So let's pray over our offering. Lord, we thank you so much for using this offering. And we've seen what you've done this last year, and we're excited for what you're going to do with this this coming year. It's going to be incredible. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us. And a special thanks to those that give into our ministry. It's because of your generous giving that we're able to lead people to Jesus and make a difference all around the world. If you're ready to give, head to your browser and type nolimits.fyi into the address bar. And hey, if you were encouraged by this podcast, hit that share button and pass it on so that others can be encouraged as well. Or you can even take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. Thanks again for listening and God bless you.